There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, we're here to talk about the Curse of Oak Island in a timely manner. I so know. Let's do it. And about the the bend in the road, if you will. The bend in the road. Mm-hmm. Season 8, episode 13 was fantastic. I thought it was 14. Episode 14 was fantastic. <laughs> it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We had swamp action. We had uplands action we had money pit action action. war room action lots of stuff going on common leg yeah culture common leg lots of good stuff oh yeah definitely i'm excited to uh chat with you about it Mm -hmm. and uh let's talk okay sorry i was just sharing it to our group there so that it got over to the members in there Mm. and got my notes and i'm ready to go, right. I guess. So, where do you want to start today? Well, we could start in the swamp or the money pit. I'm leaning towards starting in the swamp. Oh, wow! We usually end with the swamp, so yeah, let's talk about the let's talk about the swamp. I'm, I, I'm sorry. Does that offend you if I want to start with the swamp? No, it's just unexpected. Oh, I love it. I'm I'm here to mix it up. It's gonna get crazy. Yes. <sighs> It's, let's get crazy. Okay. <laughs> right. So the swamp uh, at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show at the top, we had Rick, Craig, and Doug mm-hmm. and Tom Nolan hanging out in the swamp. Correct. Or uh, so they arrive and Clotworthy, you know, does like a little overview of the stone road. Yep. And then they meet with Gary. Of course, he's metal detecting. Naturally. And uh, he brings Scott up with him mm-hmm. and they have something to show to uh, Tom Nolan. Something yes. Tom Nolan... Uh, may have seen before, but it's been a long, long time. Yeah, and not maybe not this exact one, if you no, will. Not and this exact one. They're pretty excited. Everybody's kind of got that look. And we know from last episode, Rick's like, I know who I want to show this to mm-hmm. next. Yeah. First. Well, so they bring out the ring bolt. Mm-hmm. And um, Gary, you know, says, look at this thing. It's just magnificent. I would agree, Gary. I have to agree, too. I mean, it's something, it's like, it's like a legendary thing, because mm-hmm. they've been, they've heard about them forever. Yeah. They've just never seen one. Mm-hmm. And to have it just come out of the ground like that, man. It's, I mean, can you imagine Billy, like, the moment, we know he dives in with his hands, and mm-hmm. he, like, gets his hand around it. It's like, whoa. Whoa. I bet you he instantly knew what that was. He probably did. Probably. He's Billy. He knows, like, everything, right? He is Billy. Okay, let's see here. So Tom's examining the ring bolt and says that he's holding something that Fred based must must much of his research off of. I mean, we know earlier in the season also, they went looking for these ring bolts Mm -hmm. and came up empty-handed. Yeah, but they sure found one. And I thought it was interesting that this one actually wasn't in a stone. Like, all the... Mm -hmm. At least the legends I've heard, they've been in stones, but it sounds like maybe that wasn't the case. Yeah, it's strange that Fred Nolan um, I mean, didn't leave him in the stone, I guess, but well, why would you leave them behind for another treasure hunter to find if you're not, you know, on best terms with them? 
It's true. I guess they weren't buddies, were they? No. Classic treasure hunter move. I don't blame the guy. That's why on his maps, like, you know there was something there at the spot that's indicated, but it doesn't say what it is. Or maybe it's, like, written in code. Written in code, huh? Could it be? Yeah, well, Tom says that had his dad been there, he would have been plotting the location oh, yeah. and, and of this one and see how it related to the other location. So the other found ring bolts and saying to himself, where do I go now? Yeah, he probably wouldn't still be standing there. He would have found it, ran to get his equipment <laughs> to figure out now what that means. Oh, don't worry. They hurried and got Steve out there to plot the location and everything. Steve! So, so Steve. it's fine. Yeah. All right, so there was a flashback about Fred Nolan mm-hmm. in the early 1960s, um, talking about how he approached MR Chapel about helping excavate the money pit. And he said, sorry, bro, I already got Dan Blankenship. Um, and so he said, okay, sorry, bro. I'm going to go buy a good chunk of the land and do my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he bought eight lots of Oak Island and, and included several swamp lots mm-hmm. and He's been a lot of, uh, you know, many years out there investigating. Um, and he did find at least two or maybe three ring bolts. Mm-hmm. Kind of conflicting uh, info there. Yeah. And I guess really we won't ever know exactly how many we found just because, you know, Treasure Hunter, it's out, they both, Dan and Fred, would be playing it close to the vest. Yeah. And he was highly invested in the swamp we mm-hmm. know that partly because he had a lot of swamp plots <laughs> but i don't know this whole swamp thing has just blown my mind this year yeah. and i just hear tom saying that his dad would have been like i told you so i told you so i would have said the same thing told you so yeah so not that i love the swamp i'm very interested and glad to know about it but you know i hear the smell is pretty bad yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> that's what Marty keeps, uh, you know, ingraining in my brain. <laughs> he's trying to keep people away from the swamp. Maybe he really knows more about the swamp than he's letting on. He just wants people to think that he doesn't so that he, people stay away from it. Marty? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was going to say, is he working with Charles on some something? <laughs> Speaking of, we got to rectify Charles in this episode. Charles is a hero. Charles is a hero. But we already knew that. Yeah, that's true. But, like, he's a hero hero. We'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Rick suggests that, uh, you know, now that we've shown this ring bolt to Tom. Let's take it to Carmen Lake. Right? Field trip. Field trip. And we know later in the episode, which we'll get to, Mm -hmm. Tom actually gets to go on the field trip. Mm -hmm. Gets to go meet Carmen. Yeah. Yeah. Very lucky. Very cool. Very fun. All right. Um. Gary says that he's certain that they're going to find another ring bolt uh, following this road. He calls it the uh, highway to treasure. Yeah, I kind of like Billy's treasure path better myself. Billy's treasure path. That feels like a a video game title. Billy's treasure path. Hmm. I can see it. Maybe we do it in like 8-bit or something. Yeah, and have it be like a phone game. Mm -hmm. So it's like an app. Yeah, and Billy's cool. like uncovering the path and it's like a Bobby Dazzler pops up and he's using Billy's trowel. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be kind of cool if it was like a, a Billy, uh, Gary and Jack game. Like, so you would have Billy doing the, uh, uh, you know, digging with his trowel mm-hmm. in the treasure path. You'd have Gary scanning the, uh, the scoops and mm-hmm. then you'd have Jack like digging out the Bobby Dazzlers. Sounds great. 
You know, if you put Jack and Billy together, that's a lot of green. It's like the power of green. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. I just wanted to add that. And khaki <laughs> with uh, green hair. and khaki. Yeah. <laughs> Do they all have to wear shorts to be on Billy's team? They should. They should. I'm wearing shorts right now. I know, you silly, silly, silly person. Yeah. So they all laugh at the highway to treasure thing, but <laughs> I, I, I still like Billy's treasure path better. But this one's fine. That's okay. We can let Gary have the highway and Billy has the path. Yeah. All right. So um, the next thing that actually happens is going to uh, Carmen Leg, even though it's not the swamp. But yeah, I think we in, dive into Carmen, though. In uh, terms sequence. of. Yeah, sequence of the episode. So they head out to North Northville Farm, right? Mm -hmm. So Carmen Blake's blacksmithing blacksmithing shop. Mm -hmm. We had Charles, Jack, and Tom going on this field trip together, and they arrive. Um, to, they were they they have one thing on their mind: ring bolt, ring bolt, ring bolt. Yeah, Carmen and uh, Tom shake hands. They've never met before. Mm -hmm. so it was a meeting of uh, these two. Uh, it's legends it, now well, like sure. but they're like it's just fun that they're both kind of regularly featured on the show but they mm -hmm. never met so it's cool to get you... them together it's kind of like almost like hmm a certain mr robert clotworthy never having met basically anyone from the show <laughs> i know that's so sad yeah this needs to be rectified stat mm -hmm. robert ASAP. clotworthy needs to be on the island uh yeah live narration too like like why don't they do a drilling down, kind of like how they did with Robert, um, with uh, William Shatner, uh -huh. but with Robert Clotworthy on the island? Oh my gosh! And then Robert Clotworthy can sit in the war room and he'll use his voice for every question that he asks them. Oh, this would be epic! Needs to happen, Prometheus. Yeah, or Maddie, can you hook them up? Like, do the thing, magic. I don't know. Last time he, uh, last time they got something like that happening he was kicked off his own show for william shatner <laughs> showing uh, down it's his show and then william true. shatner shows up and takes that. it over for an episode oh uh, that's hilarious all right so okay back to northville farm right yeah, and yeah. we all know tom nolan's definitely gonna escort the ring bolt he's not gonna <laughs> let that thing go i that is why he needed to go on this field trip in my opinion Meh. it was important yeah, well, they did show the artifacts mm -hmm. to Carmen, and he says that a very, very experienced blacksmith made this, and says it is a ring bolt slash anchor pin indicative of a wharf. Mm-hmm. And Jack gets a big grin, mm -hmm. and everyone likes the sound of a wharf, right? Mm-hmm. But they, they didn't really exactly understand what he was saying at that moment, mm -hmm. because Carmen Leg was about to drop a bomb. He's like... <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yo. <laughs> okay. Why do I say yo? And I don't bro know. And stuff, everything so much. I You're oh. like a real bro lately. I'm not sure what the deal is. You're like, yo, bro. Yo, bro. Yo, ho, yo, ho, bro. A pirate's life for me. A bro shanty? <laughs> <laughs> bro shanty, huh? Okay. So, yeah. Then, I don't know. Carmen says uh, this is the bomb that he's dropping. Mm -hmm. This would go into a timber construction mm -hmm. everyone's probably like what yeah because like this wasn't found in a boulder mm -hmm. and then for him to say into timber construction it's like oh duh the other ring bolts he had found were much bigger mm -hmm. that would have been in a boulder and he says yeah they would be if they were in a 
rock or whatever. Well, unless you had a whole bunch of them. Yeah, unless you had a whole bunch of them. Mm -hmm. That, but well, still, if they were on a rock, they'd be bigger. But if you had a whole bunch of these ones with the little weird twisty ends, that could be for mooring a large ship, or just a single, or a small little ship, and we get an animation of that. Mm. It's a beautiful animation. Mm. That is all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he says that uh, the split on the end is what gives it away for being a, something used in timber mm -hmm. and uh, driving it into something, it would prevent it from coming back out. Mm -hmm. This is the way that the end was split. Mm -hmm. um, Charles reaffirms that uh, this one was made for wood. He's like, so it's wood. Okay, got it. Because uh, they weren't expecting that. They were really thinking it was mm -hmm. something, I think, that was in a rock at some point. I, I did, until Carmen dropped the bomb. Yeah, so Carmen says that it was made sp specifically for wood. Um, they would put ring bolts in the boulders on the shore um, for the boats, but mm -hmm. not particularly like this one. Mm -hmm. For, like, you know, really, um, for what they were expecting, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Tom says that the ones that they've seen in pictures in the boulders um, from the island look bigger than that. And Carmen replied that uh, if they were anchor pins in the rocks, yes, they would be um, you know, much larger. Much larger, yeah. So Jack asks what kind of uh, thing a pin like this would be used for. And Carmen does say to moor a ship, but he goes, he like explains like not a giant vessel. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think... Later on, when Marty's talking about it, he's uh, um, he mentions, yeah, like the big ship may, might not even come in to uh, if Oak Island was two islands or if it was a harbor there. Mm -hmm. The a large treasure ship might have been just basically off shore mm -hmm. with a smaller ship, you know, bringing loads in, which would make sense. So, like we've talked to Tony mm -hmm. um, when we first interviewed him last year, and then when we uh, talked to him this year. And he has explained how the, you know, off the shore of the island, I mean, it's really shallow and it has those big ridges and it would be quite treacherous to get a big ship in there. That's why there's so many shipwrecks, you know, in the area. So it would make sense that you wouldn't risk your treasure boat or whatever it is and bring it all the way in yeah. i mean how many pirate movies have you seen where they're coming ashore <laughs> by their much smaller boats mm -hmm. uh, you wouldn't just pull the big ship in yeah it's just that for people that don't work or think about ships a lot mm -hmm. you just think you pull in the big boat yeah <laughs> okay that's just what comes into mind but then of course once somebody explains the other, then mm -hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, that's probably that's probably the case. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Ta-da. Ta-da. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Um, and so that was really interesting. The idea that it came out of wood and we saw what seemed to be maybe even a wood structure lying beside the stone path mm -hmm. way. I mean, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um. Could it have been also that there was a wood structure on top of this wooden path to make a wharf or did, or was the wood just further out in the swamp? I, I don't know. I think there's, don't know. like Tom says earlier, now we have more questions. Mm -hmm. Well, 
for um a moment ago you, you said something about tony mm-hmm. speaking of tony there was a flashback to when they did that scan uh, the yes. sonar scan of the south side of the swamp with alex and tony from earlier this year and the findings that um of remains of a strange square shaped rock structure mm-hmm. and spooner told tony that it might be the remains of an old wharf well that's starting to ring some bells yeah definitely you know and uh then the flashback flash forwards <laughs> right. to the next time i think it was just the next episode but when tony was diving on the structure and confirmed that it was not a natural feature mm-hmm. uh clotworthy wondered if the uh like in a narration if the ring bolt um was you know connected to the square wharf or to this um stone pathway and it could explain the 200 foot anomaly in the swamp that looked eerily like the shape of a large galleon ship Mm-hmm. which we're now saying probably was offshore and they were probably moving the stuff inward mm-hmm. unless they got all the treasure off of it and they just wanted to sink it. Maybe it was damaged or something mm-hmm. and they just had to like put it down. Layer to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm still for, you know, it sounds like Fred Nolan knew what he was doing. Yeah. I mean, as a surveyor, he was, and it sounds like he was a very good surveyor from what we've heard, is that he collected a lot of data, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're collect, you're that type of personality, you're going to be collecting, analyzing, and his, his uh, survey plans are huge, mm-hmm. right? We've seen that. So he's literally looking at the big picture all the time and then being able to get out and get boots on the ground. I don't know. I think so, there's so much of his stuff that I would. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine getting no, all of Nolan's stuff and Blankenship stuff, like the information they had together with their powers combined? Could have been cracked way open. Yeah. Well, some of that comes into play later in this episode, mm-hmm. too. That's this, true. Some of this info that's uh, slowly leaking out from the archives of those two Oak Island Titans. Mm hmm. So now remind me the Behringer survey didn't that come out of Dan's stuff? Was it Dan's stuff so. or was it when they were also sorting through uh, Tom Nolan's stuff? You mean Fred Nolan? Fred Nolan's stuff. Well, I guess technically would have been. I Tom's guess it is now. Tom's now. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that came out of the Blankenship archives. Mm. So okay. Well, sorry, just curious. Little side. Uh, yeah. Tangent there. Yep. So um, back. Back from the flashback and flash forward. <laughs> the flash forward from the flashback. Yeah. All right. So Jack notes that they had found this artifact in the southeast corner of the swamp where Spooner thought there might be a possible warp, like mm-hmm. we were mentioning. Tom tells Carmen that this isn't the f- first ring pole that they found on the island, that is found that his dad found three. And one was found along the swamp, not terribly far from this one. Uh, Carmen says that it's very indicative of a wharf pen for anchoring small ships, but not really, really large ships. If there were more uh, than one, then the ship would be larger. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not rolling it out. No. And then I Char- love Charles goes, wow. wow. And Carmen drops another bomb here. Oh, says that this style of pen hasn't been done since 1760. That's a long time ago and a good yeah. 35 years before the discovery of the money pit. 
and he asked, I mean, Jack asked the earliest date that, you know, this artifact could potentially date back to. And Carmen says he wouldn't go any further than, say, the 1600s. But this was very common during, like, the early to mid-1700s. So this is definitely predating. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. perfect, right? It kind of mm. fits right in with what we were hypothesizing yeah i mean so you know it's crazy um what we talk we talk about uh samuel ball in this episode right yes samuel ball didn't i don't think move i don't i don't think he moved to oak island until the 1780s mm -hmm. so this ring bolt was already sitting in the mud uh by the time Sam, before samuel ball even moved on to the island you know potentially, potentially. and he eventually ended up owning this lot Mm -hmm. where this was found and so it's just crazy when you think about it in that perspective like man this this predates samuel ball and everything that he is said to have done on the island or maybe possibly found on the island like you know this is crazy what would be bananas is if b-a-n-a-n-a-s yeah that's how you spell it especially gwen stefani go bananas uh that <laughs> sorry is if they're digging over in the ball foundation and they find what comes bolt? up in the <laughs> cellar is like a ring bolt or something that'd be funny <sighs> to me that'd be the one thing or <laughs> <laughs> one thing in it there what what, what would be the one thing at that it, point that samuel, samuel ball, ball found, found it, it. Oh, okay what what if there's just like there's like a little cubby somewhere and there's like a stack of these ring bolts because he just like followed it. He picked them up and just followed them right to the treasure. <laughs> that would be amazing. I actually think that would be an epic story. Mm, I'm really funny. hoping we find a ring bolt on his foundation. Laird, is that, did that happen? <laughs> I, I gotta know. Probably not, but. Hey, don't, don't count it out. Back to reality. Okay. So in in, in reality, this was uh -huh. found in the swamp. Yeah. On Samuel Ball's lot. But yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking like if Samuel Ball was mm -hmm. um buying pins like this from the blacksmith, they're gonna be a little more modern. They're not gonna be, yeah. you know, he's not gonna buy uh pins that have been sitting around for 35 years to use, you know. So I'm I, what I'm just saying is like these guys um had you know it was just 35 years before like the mm -hmm. the latest date this could have been made was 35 years before those guys even did anything in the money pit and so it's just it's just kind of mind-boggling yeah and just kind of thinking out loud here which you know causes problems but uh the ring bolt I didn't hear him say anything about it but it'd be really interesting to get it tested by Dr. Krista Brousseau Mm -hmm. because I'd be curious to know how much manganese is in it. <laughs> well, we like with the uh, spikes mm -hmm. and she had said that it likely would have come out of the UK. Mm -hmm. So if they had a bunch of those made up went before coming over, maybe they knew they were going to have to build a wharf or whatever. Why not have a bunch of ring bolts made up by the same or a similar person. And if you know where that or whatever came out of, and if it's out of the UK, that would be really, 
that could really tie it to the treasure story and to the money pit. Mm. Yeah. They should laser blade it, get Tobias to get to do his analysis. Mm -hmm. Remember Tobias? Mm -hmm. Remember See guy? how much manganese is in it? Mm -hmm. I mean, for all we know, we may be able to pin it down to the exact quarry. Not quarry. Yeah. 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 Isn't that right? That's yeah. what they need. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Let's send it to Krista Rousseau. Mm -hmm. I'd like to talk to her. Should we should be a good one. Mm -hmm. For sure. All okay, right. sorry. I'm done with that tangent. Yeah. So uh Charles says that this definitely predates the discovery of the money pit. And Carmen says, Yep. Yep. And uh in an interview, uh Charles said that it's very significant find uh that they're finding this pin um in the stone on, on the stone road and that the fact that carmen believes it came from a wharf and um you know that just brings up a number of theories in his head like you know you can start seeing like fireworks going off mm -hmm. in charles's brain as he's oh, yeah. like thinking about well it could mean this it could mean this so more questions pretty, yeah pretty cool stuff and i don't know then they kind of just end it there they thank carmen mm -hmm. they say uh you're awesome man Take it easy. Peace Take it out. easy. We'll try to bring you some more old stuff. You like it. We like it. We're going to keep finding it. Yeah. As they're kind of like leaving, uh, Jack says, well, that was successful. <laughs> yeah. Tom's thinking, heck yeah, it was. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So then they immediately go to the Oak Island Interpretive Center patio. Yeah. Where they meet. Yeah. Because what? Because they need to report their findings. Yeah. So Rick and Marty are there. Mm -hmm. So is Doug. Yep. And they're like, guys, you need to hear this. Yeah. This is not a pin that would be in a stone like we thought. Yeah, we've got some additional information for you from our favorite blacksmith. Yeah. Uh, so Marty says that he's impressed um, with the information. Mm -hmm. um, and Charles explains that this pin would go in, not into granite, mm -hmm. but into a wharf, mm -hmm. into like wood. Uh, Tom explained the split end, locks it into place, and um the biggest you know the bomb that they had to drop was mm -hmm. what Deidre said earlier that it couldn't be any newer than 1760 mm -hmm. and you know marty's like wow because that's like you know when you get stuff like that that's like man okay we're getting major stuff prior to the money pit yeah we're really just kind of narrowing in being able to date this to being part of the deposit and tying it to the money pit being able to tie the swamp to the money pit. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yep. So the youngest could be a 1760. Tom says, but he said 1600s. Mm -hmm. That it could go back that far, right? Yeah, so could... the older stuff we're pulling out still kind of ties in. Yeah. So just cool stuff. Rick uh, says that it begs the question, what if it was it dropped in the swamp or did the wood rot away mm -hmm. and marty says well it sure didn't float in there <laughs> right <laughs> i think we all uh concur with that statement yeah it was that's pretty good though um so doug he says that the fact that it, it that it splayed suggests that it was used and not just dropped mm -hmm. good makes, point, doug. makes sense mm -hmm. rick says that either way it was found on top of the stone feature and doug goes to point out that that, that may mean that the stone pathway was falling out of use by 1760 because soil started accumulating on top of it. And uh, I thought that was a really great point. Yeah. Doug. Like, bravo. <laughs> like, way to put some good context in there. 
That's a noble explorer for that you. That is the noble explorer. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Doug kind of finished by saying that means that the stone pathway mm-hmm. predates that uh, that pin, that wharf pin. Mm-hmm. So and and we know everything that's accumulated on top of it, right? I mean, and how much sediment and such is there. I mean, that had to fall pretty far out of use by then. Yeah. It's, I just, I never thought this is what we were going to get this season. Like, there is no way. I didn't think we were getting a stone path. (laughs) Another one. Like, because then we also have the paved area towards the back. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was as good as it gets in the swamp. I thought that was as good as it's going to get in the swamp, but no. Yeah. This is way better. I thought we might get something with that um, anomaly that the seismic had revealed and i'm sure it'll still eventually be something but probably not at all what we expected kind of like i mean classic oak island classic oak island classic oak island yeah so in an interview marty speculated that the ring bolt could have been used for or what it could have been used for and there could have like we were saying earlier that there could have been a wooden wharf and an inlet from the sea deep enough uh, for a vessel that goes back and forth um from the big ship so um yeah i mean it could be. Could it? Could it be? <laughs> uh, let's see here. He calls um, it highly intriguing and old. Mm-hmm. So I've been I called know. highly what? intriguing and old. No. <laughs> I, you see old. what I did there? Oh, shut just your kidding. mouth. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's just when Carbon Lake saw it, he knew it was high. Um, you know, like crafted by a blacksmith that you know knew what they were doing like a very talented blacksmith and that's why i'm thinking if it came from overseas because it would have been really hard to make there on the island yeah Yeah. they had a mold they could have probably done it but i i don't know enough about black you know we have a blacksmith shop here at uh fort vancouver we should go uh grill them on some of these questions. We should just go find things and take them to them and film it and be it's... like, what is this? <laughs> I'm going to bring him my cast iron skillet. He, he could be a uh, Carmen Lake 2.0. It'd be funny. I saw this meme and I I sent it to Scott. It says, if you take a hot frying pan and you stick it in the sink with water, you'll feel like a blacksmith. I laughed pretty hard at it. I mean, it's not good for your frying pan, but... <laughs> If you're having a bad day and you want to feel as cool as Carmen, do it. Heat up a hot pan and then throw it into the sink with some hot water, and you'll be like, "Yeah, I'm a blacksmith." Probably not a good idea. Though. Yeah, probably not a good idea. But you know, if you're having a rough day, sometimes you do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> Marty says that fits with what they're hoping for the swamp, and maybe help explains the road. And it's exciting in terms of what they were uh, offloading here. And Charles says that. Um, uh, where they were taking it, um, Marty, um, yeah, or sorry, Charles was like, where are they taking yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, like where, where are, are we going, going, going with point? this? Yeah. So, I don't know. More I, I questions. wish I could tell you, you know, maybe by the end of this episode, we'll have a better idea because they find. Um, a bend in the road. A bend in the road. Could it be? Could be. Could we speculate? Okay, so let's go back to the swamp, huh? Yeah, because Marty's like, let's get back to work. Yeah. It's a beautiful day, but let's go, guys. He's like, I'd rather sit here and drink some wine, but, you know, 
we better get to work so right. we can make some return on this investment. Yeah, so they're back at the swamp near the uplands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Aaron uh, Taylor, Dr. Aaron Taylor and Miriam mm -hmm. uh, working on uncovering more of the stone feature. Correct. Aaron is instructing Miriam, and they want to find where the road begins turning. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. He tells her to be on the lookout for any stones that look out of place, and he points out a piece of blue slate that he had found. Yeah, and my first thought before he pulled it out was, remember at the pine tar kiln, they had found that rock that seemed really out of place. Smooth. I don't remember if it was with a blue slate. Yeah, with the hole in it, mm -hmm. and it had that round chip in this one. Maybe it was also part of that. They get to speculating about the ring bolt, being in that so mm -hmm. i don't know wait a second hmm. yeah so they call over spooner because mm -hmm. he's like uh aaron is talking to miriam like hey do you think this looks natural does this seem you call it over craig too yeah and craig like guys hey come come show me what do you think i i think this looks out of place yeah but it's really small it's really a thin piece of mm -hmm. slate so I don't know. I don't know. Anything could happen. But it is, it does seem to be a different type of stone yeah. than what's there. I mean, I to me, it could be a marker for a survey or something. Because I was going back to the ring bolt. And the ring bolt, if Carmen says that came out of a wood, right this would have been used for like a wharf it wouldn't make sense to go into something like a piece of stone unless that stone is just used like as a guiding piece i i don't know i do think it seems out of place though mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah well it is it is so um well you you gotta just if the archaeologist is like saying hey this is something that's interesting. You should take some note, right? Well, definitely. And Aaron and uh, Spooner seem to really be taking charge in the swamp. Yeah. In general. Yeah. They concur. Yep. And so there's kind of like a, a rounded little notch taken out of this thing. Mm -hmm. Spooner asks him to remove it. And so he does. And he cleans it up. He takes a closer look. And um, with the ring bolt being in this area, this um, circular feature doesn't quite look like he'd expect, like, it's not natural mm -hmm. so it stands out yeah like if it would break it usually would just have like a nice straight edge so um and it, the indent like that is really odd and then he recommends looking at these stones more carefully and see if there's any attempt to make a hole in any of them mm -hmm. um but that the question begs why put a ring bolt in a rock here mm -hmm. you know and billy says that he thinks it's suggesting working with a block and tackle or with heavy cargo, you know, heavy stuff. Mm hmm Which is great. We are new animation of them pulling mm -hmm. a chest up, right? Yeah, that's a weird animation. Yeah. My problem is, like, because there's a chain going through it mm -hmm. attached to a treasure chest coming up. But once you hit the bolt, like, you'd have to stop. <laughs> yeah, and pull the treasure chest through the bolt or um what yeah, like because what should really be happening would be like the chain would be on like a big loop right so you would attach the chest to this point and then you could pull it like a loop instead of mm -hmm. like 
you know, just hitting the ring bolt. Maybe that's why the ring bolt popped out. They just hit it too hard with their <laughs> treasure chest. Uh, maybe there was like a some kind of like clipping, um, you know, if mm. you... Uh, kind of like when you're climbing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get past one bolt, then you clip it, then you pull it back, mm -hmm. then you pull it up hill more, then you clip it again. But I don't know. Because that would make it so that it would, you know, if you lost your grip and then it slid back down, if there's nothing holding it. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to like, and you only have so much time, and you've already put this much time and resources into creating this stone pathway. Yeah, I don't know. It was just an animation. It was. <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes we give the animations a lot of credit. Uh, you asked if it was my new favorite, but I still think my favorite is the one of them pushing the giant cargo of gold off the treasure ship. And it like, there's like eight big old buckets at that the was bottom. A, that was the slipway. Yeah, that was the down the slipway Coast. where they pew, slipped <laughs> off. But I bet you there could be some epic mashup there with the treasure mm. chest being pulled up you have the new animation of the mooring of the tiny ship uh, tiny boat and then we have our pushing of the cart yeah uh, i have a different thing i want to talk okay about. tell me so that animation that you were just talking about in smith's cove from a few years ago mm -hmm. they're uh pushing the the big thing of gold across the slipway mm -hmm. so like it makes me think well did they unload at the um, eastern end of of Oak Island, where Smith's Cove is, in the open, or did they find that little inlet where they're out of view from the, the wide open ocean or mm -hmm. bay, um, so people can't really see what they're doing? Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes a lot more sense unloading at the swamp than at Smith's Cove. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you'd be very wide open over in smith's cove but maybe yeah. that was the diversion for what was actually happening oh there's so many because so many what did things. we date the slipway over in smith's cove to <laughs> do you remember um i mean it's been a while i i feel like i need a list yeah we should have a list we really should have a list of all these dating it dates. was it was 17 something <laughs> yeah it, it, it was, was 1700s um and i'm just trying to Aligned whether or not that makes you know sense. what it when you know when it was many moons ago just a just a, couple, a long time ago. just a little bit ago no big deal yeah okay so, yeah so there was that new animation then we had Rick in an interview talking about how the ring bolt could have been used as a support or pulley system uh, or a way to assist in pulling large cart loads but it's too early to tell and that's kind of what we were just mm -hmm. describing um, Spooner says that this is a nice little road hidden by a swamp. It's a road built to last, and a the big problem is like why? Yeah. Aaron says that he'll take uh, the area down and see what else is in store for us. So they're gonna keep on working. You know what? That would make Marty very happy. Uh, yes, I think it would make most anybody very happy. Anybody that watches. Yeah. So there was a uh, like a commercial break at that point, but. Mm -hmm. As we're coming back from commercial, there was a commercial for next week's episode of Oak Island, the Curse of Oak Island drilling down with uh, with our friend Maddie Blake. Yes, there was. And I'd like to point out that Scott has joined. So my uh, chat over here is exploding with hearts because hearts for Scott. Hearts for Scott. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah. So the drilling down, because I was asking, what is this Oak Island connection, right, mm -hmm. that they're talking about? They did talk about the um, connection with Samuel Ball yep. mm -hmm. and the island. I don't know who else they're going to be. I don't know. Maybe they're going to really drill down on Samuel Ball. Maybe they're going to find a ring bolt in his uh, basement. I don't think so. Probably Go, Samuel. Not. Probably not, but who knows? <laughs> okay. And then we come back and... Billy is welcoming Rick and Craig to the area he's working on. And I, Craig, I thought the same thing here. Craig says it's gotta be good news. If Billy is using a shovel and not his trowel, <laughs> like if he's using that size shovel and Billy's in a hole, like I freaked out for a second <laughs> there. Uh, he, he, he had his own test pit. I don't remember if that's actually what he called it, but he, called it like a sample or something <laughs> and i was like oh yeah billy's got a test pit and he likes it Billy's suddenly an archaeologist he is <laughs> and he's getting there trying to figure it out and he is noticing all the like he's pointing out the cobbles and everything that's in there that indicates this could potentially be even more of this road yeah he says it looks suspiciously like the road and uh you know, suddenly I just had a I just had a vision in my brain. This is oh, this would be so epic. Spinoff cartoon Billy the Explorer, kind of like Dora the Explorer, but, but Billy. Billy. Yeah, I'm game. What if he's just like another character on Dora the Explorer and like he's helping her find treasures? Wouldn't that be great? That would be. Does he always get to use like a excavator? Sure. I I just keep thinking of replacing him with Bob the Builder with Billy the Builder. Yeah. That seems like a really easy swap yeah but i there needs to be some treasure involved so you know prometheus you make it happen out. you know you gotta make a I, billy cartoon i have some pitches for you prometheus <laughs> well just the fellowship of the dig the cartoon like uh we had as far as our uh little animation things we mm -hmm. made a few months ago like last month oh around. yeah that was oh, hilarious good stuff you get a million viewers trust me at least all right. Um, so, yeah, Billy's doing his thing in the swamp. We do have uh, Gary showing up. Everybody's looking at Billy in a hole. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Gary shows up and says, um, uh, I don't know, but he's just, I think he's a little boggled by like, this roads keep going like yeah. it just it just goes forever because like spooner even said eventually mm -hmm. we're gonna stop using stones because you don't need them as you get towards the you know in the uplands where the dirt is and all that yeah, you know what i um had heard i don't know i don't remember who said this mm -hmm. but uh someone's like well i know where all the boulders from the boulderless beach ended up <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. The stone road, you know, like that's that's why there's a boulderless beach is because they moved them all to the swamp. Then I would say let's <laughs> that makes check sense. check the path and see if there's a bunch of ring bolts for hauling <laughs> those boulders. But I've also seen it suggested uh multiple times that the road could have been used from uh, like ballast of a ship. Mm. And if we've got a few ships that have been broken up and used for other things. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. If so, I'd like to know where those rocks were from, potentially, because that could be a nice connecting feature. Yeah, so Gary's just wondering where the road's headed. Rick says uphill toward the money pit. So, I mean, 
That's that was just freaking bonkers. Like they were not expecting to see it this year, and then <laughs> suddenly there's a uh, almost a, a, a it's almost like a road paved in gold to the money pit, <laughs> or paved in casks and uh, ring bolts and. <laughs> no, that's next episode. Oh my bad, my bad. Um, so Steve shows up. Yep. And um, this is the moment when you can determine whether or not it is part of the road, right? Mm-hmm. because everybody's showing up everybody well everybody's showing up and steve's given us an elevation mm-hmm. so when he shows up i'm think i instantly knew two feet above sea level if he says that is part of the road so guess what guess what the elevation was two feet above sea level mm-hmm. Woo! yep so uh i guess i would suggest it's part of the road and aaron jumps in to take a closer look and mm-hmm. says that the stones were placed onto organic materials and there are pieces of wood at the bottom, which is consistent with, with what they found elsewhere mm-hmm. on the stone road. The wood is matting and the stone, um, like the stone on top. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. like another part of the road. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a second road. Yeah. So we've got the peat from the swamp. We have the matting of the all the axe cut wood. And then stones, and I'm I'm sorry, that seems like a road sandwich to me. And then we're at the right elevation. Mm-hmm. You but, see what Scott said in the chat? He said that, um, it took more than the boulders from the boulderless beach to build that road. I believe it. I, I totally do. I just, so ballast? <sighs> I, I don't know. There's <sighs> so much. And then you have like a stone trench that is coming from the area in which uh, Chris and Corian, Mm -hmm. you know, their spot. And then we have the stones that would have been used in the back parking lot over there, the stone paved way. That's probably where they kept all their carts for (laughs) stuff. I don't know. The ones with the big wheels. Yeah, that's (laughs) their parking lot, probably. I don't know. That is so many stones. I just... How much manpower did it take to build this thing? And ox power. Yeah, man. Uh, I just. So Gary says, so you're, you're thinking this is man-made? <laughs> Sharon <laughs> Jack... says, I would say so. Yes. Yeah. So Rick uh, then says, let's assume that this is a road mm-hmm. and they're almost at this at a decision point, whether to turn left, right. Or go straight. Mm-hmm. Rick asks Aaron where they would chase this thing. And he says, well, probably toward the money pit. So Aaron's just like all do, in. Do you think, Aaron, I mean, because he's saying at what point, you know, where do we chase it to? And Billy's suggesting, hey, if, if this area here is a turn, you know, is it, are we chasing it towards the money pit because we want to chase it towards the money pit and we're looking that way or are we seeing that there is indeed a bend there i don't know because like you look at it and you see because okay so last week we had the little like map where it highlighted two roads yes the, the main one and then one that's running like along the side of the swamp yeah so they're up the I, eastern side and then yeah as they're digging up this first the big the main one they're expecting it to turn left so that it connects with that one but but we haven't finished cleaning that area. I, yet. But and who says that uh, it turns left? Maybe that one just runs into the main road. 
Yeah, it could be a system yeah. of roads. And that's why, well, this one's probably going toward the money pit. Like the main one's going toward the money pit. There's one that was along this the shore of the swamp, which may have been the shore of a, a separate island back in the day. Mm-hmm. Or could have been just, you know, the shore of that inlet. But, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I was just going to mention uh, the seismic and why this type wouldn't show up. But it's right at the surface. And seismic is only good when we get deeper. At least that type of seismic. Uh, I think they were like, what were they? Isn't it like at at least eight feet? No, I thought feet? it was more than that. I thought it was like 20 feet or something. Uh, something yeah, like that, that it would start showing That seismic up. technology wasn't made to go that shallow. They mm-hmm. were experimenting with it at exactly. Oak Island. You know, like Oak Island was an opportunity to see how shallow they can go. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so that, that definitely takes that off the table. The ship shape anomaly showed up around 50 feet deep, right? True, so, true. I don't know. Yep, so I don't know. This kind of just this part of the um checking out this road ends with billy suggesting that they uh that they keep going the way that they're going Mm -hmm. because if there's a turn in the road they should find it soon craig nods gary says um we ain't ever getting out of here are we and everybody laughs and it's true you're never getting out of there unless the road leads you out gary's always there for a quip oh yeah oh always good for a call gary He'll give you a good pun or 12. Yeah. All right. So then we uh, move over to the money pit. Yeah. So let's go money that was the pit. End of swamp in this episode. Yep. Swamp donezo. Uh, yeah. Money pit. Terry, Scott, Charles, and Steve are supervising the core drilling operation of borehole CD 8.5, mm-hmm. uh, where they think they have found the Tupper shaft, uh, which was built by the Toro Company in 19th century and was supposed to be 10 feet from the known location of the money pit. Yeah, and so they uh, get a choice sausage, uh, bring it up to Terry's operating table. Yep. You know, we got Scott. He's using a box cutter, slicing it open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe it's a sausage casing cutter. Yeah, sausage casing cutter, whatever mm-hmm. you want to dub it. That's fine. Yeah, so the section that they're looking at was uh, from 53-foot depth. Mm-hmm. Scott calls it very soft. And then, whoa, 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 says Terry. Yeah. Like, he's excited. Oh, yeah. Totally stoked. He, he didn't, we didn't quite get a hold of the phone, but he said, hold it now. <laughs> right? Oh, Terry. So they find a big chunk of wood again at mm-hmm. a depth of 58 or 57, 58 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say that it gives them com- real encouragement to carry on. Tells mm-hmm. them that they're close. They're, yeah. And Scott says, we're still in the game. Yeah. I agree, Scott. Still in the game. Yeah, Charles is saying like that they just don't know the dimensions of any of these shafts, right? Yeah. So, um, they they could have been rectangular. They could have been square. They could have been eight feet wide. They could have been ten feet could wide. Could have been octagons for all we know. Like <laughs> probably not. Probably That's a not. lot of extra construction and a lot of extra like engineering <laughs> to make sure that each but side is. Uh... <laughs> all I'm saying is we don't. No, definitively. I'm just trying to prove a point. What if there was some sacred geometry they felt should have been used to create this shaft? It's a six-pointed star. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? <laughs> yep. So um <laughs> so they gotta define this shaft. That's why they're working so hard to really figure out what the corners are, figure out what the actual sizes are, and confirm some of this information so that they can indeed get to be 
only 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't, then you could be an additional, say, 10 to 15 feet off. You could. You could. And so Terry is looking at it like, hey, we just need to get to the bottom because the truest information that we could get is from the bottom. If the bottom's still intact. If the bottom's still intact. Then, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so um, how far away is the money pit at this point? Not entirely sure, but it's looking close. Yeah. Hopefully uh, 10 feet is what we're hoping for. Yep. So then um, we do eventually come back to the money pit and Terry is instructing Choice um, to continue the current borehole down to 110 feet. Mm -hmm. Um, He's there supervising with Scott. Naturally. Hearts for Scott. Hearts for Scott. Um, And then it, then it actually, the show goes back to the swamp for a little bit. And then we come back to the money pit, I think for the final time. Yeah, I think so. Terry calls out 98 on the bottom. Um, Charles repeats 98. So they're at the, they're on the bottom part of that choice sausage is 98 that they're going through. And Clotworthy, Clotworthy explains that Steve has joined Terry and Charles back at the money pit. Yeah, for, he must just got back from taking elevation of the stone road. Very likely. That guy's everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I should play that clip. Uh, I kind of no. overused it last Yeah, week. you do. All right. Um, Steve noted all the wood they pulled up, calls Scott over, and because, uh, you know, Scott, Scott wasn't gone anyway. Yeah. And he says that they should soon see the bottom of the shaft mm-hmm. if they're in the Tupper shaft, mm-hmm. because the bottom few feet should be in place and that'll help them get the dimensions of where the wall sits. And it's going to tell them a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that makes the most sense. Yep. They need to know this information to know where to place a drill next to get the next orientation so that they can kind of really triangulate where this thing, you know, where every point of it is, because mm-hmm. you need to know. Like later on, they're going to decide if they go east or west of the Tupper shaft, right? And so you need to know where the east wall is. You need to know where the west wall is. So you, you can base your dimension, you know, how many feet off of that you go. Mm-hmm. So No, exactly. So we can get the 10 feet. I don't know if you've ever heard us say this before, but if you're off by an inch. You're off by a mile. You're off by a mile when digging for things. And like, you know, if they take the wrong corner or something mm-hmm. and, and measure 10 feet, and it's really just five feet. And it's oriented a different way. Yeah, because they're at the wrong corner. Well, sorry. That's going to mean you're going to miss it. Because like, well, you're five feet off. Exactly. And the fact is that, let's say, they're only they're 10 feet away based off of which side. And then our choice holes, 10 feet. But then those are only six inches. And then you get a four inch casing out of it right Mm -hmm. so you're going 10 feet you have a lot of those six inches in there and if you want to hit it on the money pit then you need to have the right information yeah i think i heard somewhere that those uh every time they drill one of these things it's like 20 grand and what did steve say i don't know this episode i don't know if that's a a true number or not but I've, i've read that somewhere $20,000 $20,000 per uh, choice borehole. That might be way off, but that's what I had heard. Well, I mean, that seems, uh, yeah, for the depth. I'm just thinking of how much it takes to drill a well around here, but it also depends on the type yeah, we'll of We'll get soil to what Steve says here in a minute. Yeah, it's crazy. That's a lot of money. 
Yeah. So um, Steve, uh, then, you know, they do get one more choice sausage on the operating table mm -hmm. and it's from a depth to 100, 103 and a half feet. Mm -hmm. But all that's there is a beam of wood. Yeah. They literally like just hand Steve a piece of wood <laughs> in the, they're like here, in a piece up, of Steve. plastic. They're like here. <laughs> well, okie dokie then. Yeah, and so it's a wooden beam, and Terry's like looking at it closely, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's cut by an axe. Mm -hmm. Axe cut, axe cut wood. Could it be? It's right there. Axe cut wood. And, and so you look at this beam. Mm -hmm. What are the odds that you're gonna? And we just talked about these four inches, right? That you're gonna come down in such a point that you don't scrape the side. Uh, like one of the sides of the beam. So you can actually tell it's a vertical axe cut wood, what direction the grain is going. That's crazy to me. That's a dream team for you. That's Scott. That's Terry. That's Charles. And that is Steve Guptill triangulating the right exact spot mm -hmm. to put it down. And choice <laughs> uh, the, it sound, uh, with the most recent interview uh, that they did over at the Curse of Oak Island and beyond, he was saying that their wells only deviate like three to four feet when Who? while they're Steve oh. said that uh with choice drilling mm -hmm. that what they're getting is they're only deviating in within the well that much. And in the past, I mean we've seen they walk anywhere from what eight to twenty feet. Yeah. So I have to kudos to choice for being able to do a well that only deviates that far at that depth. That's pretty crazy. Still, if you're off by an inch, you're off by a mile. Exactly. And but so if you're if only off, off by... by three feet, then you're off less than 10 feet. No, if you're off by three feet, you're off by like, I don't know how many inches, 36 miles. <laughs> You're, you're way off like yeah, but if you're if trying they're... to go straight down it doesn't matter you're off by an inch you're off by a mile i know that they're doing really good and getting it close but man three feet is a lot not in the big scheme of things but it is when you're trying to come down a wall now if they were deviating and floating uh and walking the 15 to 20 feet they were before that would make this job even more difficult I don't know. 24 to 36 miles does not sound super close to me. Just saying. I'm just saying I know how hard it is to put uh, well, put them too. straight down. So kudos to Sonic. No, yeah, they're doing a great job. But it's just like if you want what's straight under your feet, you're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's really difficult. That's why they need the big dig. Big dig. Big dig. Okay. You could just dig one giant hole that stays consistent all the way down. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. So we've talked about the, and Steve says, so now with this, they've got a side, a wall and a floor. Mm -hmm. So we've hit the bottom mm -hmm. apparently, mm -hmm. um, at a hundred, 103.5 feet. 103.5. Okay. And that, that must mean the floor is remotely intact. That's good information. They found, they found a good chunk of the, or good, uh, location of the tupper shaft so well done guys well done okay so uh rick shows up and said he's heard there's some excitement up here in the money pit we agree yep terry says that they've been successful in this first hole um charles shows rick the beam that they just found and calls it 
hand-hewn lumber. Rick says, wow. Rick says wow a lot in this episode. He does. Very so, does so does Marty. They're very wowed. Mm -hmm. He calls it incredible, fantastic. Rick hopes uh, to find the true orientation of the Tupper Shot because it'll help them find the money pit. Steve says that the next hole will help uh, them confirm or deny the orientation of the Tupper Shot. So they, big words, Steve. Big words. Big words. So they think they know. They have a good idea. And so in the next hole, they'll either get confirmation that that is indeed the way they think it is, right? Mm -hmm. How it's laying in the ground because they, like we said, they have a side, they have a bottom, all the stuff. So, or, or it's just completely different than what they thought, which is classic Oak Island. So that's possible. And Rick says that they need all the information possible. We agree. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, just like what you said, in order to make a good decision, mm -hmm. and so they are feeling good about the Tupper Shaft at this point. Mm -hmm. They have their marching orders, it's time, time to march off into the war room. No, not quite. Let's go back to lot 25. Yeah, let's talk lot 25, and then we'll do that final, final war room. Lot yeah. 25, Laird's Happy Place. It is Laird's Happy Place, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I bet to... you 25 is his lucky number, just like mine. Could be. It's towards the beginning. Is it towards the beginning? Mm-hmm. I can't find it in my notes. All right, so right Lot there. 25. Marty shows up and says, Yo, Laird, what up? How's it going out here? Yeah, that's <laughs> that was a word-for-word -word quote. Yo, Laird, what up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Laird is in a pit. Not of despair. No, but he's hanging out with um, Liz, mm -hmm. Michaels, and they are doing some hardcore, heavy-duty work at the Ball Foundation on Lot 25. Mm -hmm. And they have cleared a lot in the area. Oh, my goodness. Remember last episode, he's like, we're just getting started. We got to kind of clear this underbrush and so we can get in. And then you get this shot and it's like flags everywhere. <laughs> and well, the grass is a lot shorter. And Laird's really been going to town with that trowel. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wow. He's dug uh, uh, his own grave like, uh, <laughs> like Jack Bagley did last year. No, not quite. Uh, his is at least, uh, I guess, since Laird's like the head honcho there, mm -hmm. he doesn't have to do a, a nice, uh, neat rectangle. He could just go to town, do what he wants. They know it's <laughs> that's the seller, so he he's yeah. got a. There's a method to the madness. Yeah, so there is a little explanation of Samuel Ball, Lot Twenty Five. You know, kind of like background information, mm -hmm. like they do every time they bring him up, mm -hmm. which is cool. And they mention him potentially being listed as one of three men first discovering the money pit yeah they kick uh anthony vaughn right out of that story mm -hmm. and that's fine maybe it was samuel ball yeah it, i mean who maybe knows it was anthony vaughn don't know yeah, yeah i wasn't there so i couldn't mm -hmm. i couldn't tell you mm -hmm. uh marty asked if they have found anything to link samuel ball to the treasure hunt in particular mm -hmm. or to a treasure find i guess yeah, Larry just says that, well, his biggest question is, why is Seller this big? Like, he's not really concerned about um, Samuel Ball finding the treasure or not, I don't think. Like, if that's if that happens to be so and he finds evidence of it, that's a nice, happy by byproduct. Mm -hmm. But he's just like, 
Marty, you're asking the wrong questions here. Yeah. Like you're not, it's not about uh, him finding the treasure until we find something that says he found the treasure. Mm -hmm. But Marty's like, Marty's just like, he's having a conversation. No, here. no, no, no. He's, he's wondering if like, um, how much wealth mm -hmm. Samuel Ball had. Mm -hmm. Cause that tells him a lot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Marty makes it very clear that he, that Samuel Ball worked hard and acquired wealth and did it that way and overcame adversity. But he's also wondering if he got lucky, found some ring bolts and followed mm -hmm. it to the treasure. I mean, you can't blame the guy. It's worth mm -hmm. asking. Yeah. What if he found the ring bolts, dislodged them, buried them? Ta-da. Yeah. I'm telling you. He, he's got some ring bolts in that cellar. Yeah, so Marty does ask uh, what the next steps are in this location. Mm -hmm. And Laird replies that they're going to finish cleaning up the area, out, like clear, clear it out, and then probably excavate it in quadrants to see what's underneath. Exactly. And that makes sense. I mean, could be a cellar that big for the cold storage in the winter months there. And I don't know, all the cabbage. And there's so many reasons yeah, you could so have a cellar like that. Yeah, so Marty says that he's really interested in what's going on in this area. Carry on, Laird. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go get Gary to yep. do some metal detecting. So that's what he does. Yep. But right before they do that, in a little, like, side interview, Marty says that this house was substantial. Like, the, the size of it. Yeah. For the time. Um, Samuel Ball, like, he had a, a, a big, you know, his property had a big complex on it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not... Uh, something you would think just a cabbage farmer, and that's all he did, would end up having. No. And so it indicates he had he was a successful guy. Uh -huh. And he had wealth. Um, so they do, um, you know, Gary powers on his metal detector. Uh -huh. Boop, 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 boop. Mm -hmm. And shows up, and Marty, you know, he becomes the lucky digger of the episode. And they get a hit. Yeah, you know, I saw something on Facebook yesterday um, that said, like, why is, um, why doesn't Gary ever dig any of his own holes? And the, you know what I saw was the best response to that? Because hmm. everyone's like, oh, he doesn't want to get his hands dirty. He gets his hands dirty all the time. Yeah. He always sticks his hands down in the dirt. I think, I think this might be right. Is um, the person said, he doesn't want to take all of the fun. Like literally, if he's there metal detecting and digging, he has he gets to celebrate by himself. Mm -hmm. And so, which is fun, you know, like he's he's used to doing that on the beach in Florida. Mm -hmm. But if he gets somebody to come over there and dig, you know, then they have something to talk about. They mm -hmm. have an extra person in the scene. You know, it's a lot. It's a benefit for the show. Well, exactly. And your additional person, it makes it. I mean putting the metal detector down, putting it back up. Like I've been out metal detecting by myself and you know, it's a bit much. Cumbersome. And then you also, you know, you have someone to help keep you straight on the line as you're working. I mean, it, it's nice to have an extra set of hands. Yeah. So. Yep. So they are uh, metal detecting. Um, you can see that like Deidre said, mm -hmm. the little flags are everywhere. I don't know if those are all things that Gary wanted to <laughs> check on but they do go over a few points here and or a few areas and they get some hits mm -hmm. um the first hit they dig up is uh is the pocket knife pocket knife so he pulls it out of the ground and something i had noted is as soon as he does that you see a little pink flag get tossed 
in the <laughs> ground. And that interview I was talking about with Steve and Laird um, on the Chris of Oak Island Beyond, they were asking about these flags that are everywhere. And Steve mentioned sometimes when Gary goes out metal detecting, in places like the flags in the places so steve can go back and like boop 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 mark them so i'm it just made me giggle because that was a little piece of information and it's like dig bing <laughs> here you go steve here's some homework <laughs> here's where i found it i wonder how many points on the island steve has tagged i i mean it's if, thousands at least mm -hmm. because think of the number of flags you've seen yeah <clears throat> kind I, of kind of a lot that's like guessing the number of jelly beans in a jar oh yikes yeah so they found this little pocket knife and uh, marty noted that the pocket knife looks to have copper on both ends mm -hmm. and gary agrees he says that's probably why the detector picked it up mm -hmm. um marty said that it looked like a fine gentleman's pocket knife mm -hmm. and they're hoping that it's valuable because you know going back to the thing if it was valuable that would indicate that samuel ball probably lost it and uh or if he lost this one in particular it was probably you know it indicated that he was wealthy mm -hmm. and <clears throat> i concur it mm -hmm. looks like a fine gentleman's pocket knife yep um next up is they find the patent tag well there was another metal detective and they're like, eh, doesn't sound good. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always wonder about those ones though. It's probably someone's beer can or something. I don't know. Dave. Dave. It's a <laughs> crown can. Lid. <laughs> a lid. Uh -huh. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. They do find a little tag that says patent on it. Uh -huh. And there's a lot of speculation about what it could uh -huh. be. Um, there's even like a little side animation uh clot worthy over uh you know where he talks about when guns are made and they have these patent tags on them or yeah. kind of like a maker's mark you know something to indicate where it came from and you know if they had kind of invented a style of something that went on the uh, uh like on the or musket or the rifle or whatever or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. so pretty cool stuff and so they find it they're i'm sure they're going to get it cleaned up mm -hmm. but they clearly saw the word patent on it and um gary says he asked okay marty asked him for a date on it and gary says well it looks period for the lot yeah mate and that's 1790 what, 1830 that's what we want so i haven't looked into the patent tag or anything like that me neither so pretty neat though just okay. a heads up yeah so um that's kind of you know that's what they do that's what they that's what they get done at the at lot 25. Mm -hmm. so uh we're headed toward the end of the episode here and we got the money pit or not the money pit we got the war room war room meeting. right yeah okay so this is a, a this big, is a war big room meeting. deal <clears throat> yeah so okay so we had doug mm -hmm. and doug's like hey i need a meeting in the war room yep he's got a lot of pull Oh, yeah. I'm realizing Doug has a lot of pull. He's got a lot of pull. So uh, he congregates everybody there. We had, you know, Rick, Marty, and Craig were, mm -hmm. were there. We had a handful of other people uh, like Scott, Steve, Alex. I guess that was everybody, but and Doug. Mm -hmm. And they're going over a decision. They need to make a decision at this point. Do they, um, now that they think they found the Tupper Shaft, where do they go from there? Because, it, yeah, what they, the, information that they have at this point says that they need to go somewhere closer to or toward borehole oc1 yeah 
because that's what um, that's what's been indicated, and that's what they've been kind of working toward the whole you know for yeah, years now. <laughs> and we've seen the wood come out, and it just it seems to be like it makes sense, right? Yeah. And so, um, but the reason for this war room meeting is that Doug had found some additional information mm -hmm. and, uh, Doug says, well, i looked at, I found this old map in mm -hmm. Dan Blankenship's archives Yeah, and it indicates where the Tupper shaft is and it indicates, um, where the money pit would be in relation to it. And yeah. I don't remember what he said the date was on the map. Either. Um, I think I got it here somewhere. It's, it's, it's late 1800s. Yeah, 18, 1890s. 1890, there it is. Yeah. And so they're looking at this this cool map, and it just uh, it it tells them that the Tupper Shaft, where it's oriented, it would be like if north is up on this map, it would be mm -hmm. left of it, so it'd be west. Yes. And that's just crazy because they've been. Thinking Everybody's it would be to the east. east. Yeah, and, and north of Borhol OC1. But they come up empty-handed with all these drill holes. They do. Could so, it be we've been looking for the money pit in the wrong place this entire time? Yeah. That's really bonkers. It's So it poses the question, where, what, where do we go next? Yeah, well, Agnes, after the, like, oh. our... Um, one of our podcast listeners, mm -hmm. Agnes, after uh, watching this episode, she messaged me and said, I'm so mad at Dan. <laughs> Dan had this information. And, uh, you know, hey, to be fair to Dan, he's an old he's guy. Got Maybe a he lot forgot. of information. Maybe too. he forgot. He didn't, he didn't know where this, uh, uh, the Tupper shaft was. I don't and know. And there's conflicting information everywhere. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've got a bunch of information or information and stuff saying it's to the east or whatever then why would you even consider this something that is to the west yeah pretty crazy like legit pretty crazy and then we do have like steve saying well i don't know we've done like 400 of these sonic drill boreholes since i've been here i that's like, like what three years i said wow 400 yes so many, he was many, here last year. Yeah. How many have we seen? Before. We haven't even seen 10% of those on the show. And there's not even that many of them that are on the map. Yeah. But you do have to think that, you know, Steve arrived um, before they were interested, like before they did some stuff up in the uh, mega bin, mm -hmm. you know, so he's probably counting those. So he says since he, he arose, arose, arrived, arrived they've done that many. Yeah, but that, I'm just saying that would probably include whatever they did in the Mega Bin because they did a bunch of mm -hmm. sonic drilling up there too. Yeah, but wasn't that wasn't he there that year? Yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. I'm saying it includes that. Oh, but, okay. But it's probably you know they're not doing like two or a hundred or two hundred <laughs> holes up there. Most of these things are in the money pit. Yeah, exactly. And that's just insane. Yeah, that's like I did some math. If they were twenty thousand dollars per borehole, that's eight million dollars mm -hmm. in just sonic drilling. They are keeping the sonic drill um, industry afloat. Oh yeah, I mean, literally that thing's got to keep moving at all times so that you're not wasting money. And the question is, where do we go next? We're, uh, really what's been laid out in front of us is, hey, we're running out of time. Scott's like, we need a priority. Mm -hmm. Tell me where to put this. Yeah. And so they say, well, Marty says, well, oh, let's whatever. do both. Yeah, let, well, Marty wanted to do both. 
Alex suggested, well, you know what? Let's go after the West target first mm -hmm. to rule it out. Yeah, it makes sense. So I'm glad they did that because this new information is very interesting. Um, you know, Doug knows what he's talking about. He found this uh, in Dan's archives. Let's at least check it out. Mm -hmm. You've already done uh, 399 holes elsewhere. Let's do the 400th one over on the west side of the Tupper Shaft. Yeah, let's oh. explore that area fully. But wait a second. Didn't they explore that area before? What's over on the west side of the Tupper Shaft? Isn't there another borehole over there? Oh, C1, Charles. Charles. <laughs> so this is where Charles kind of gets his credit again yeah and he wasn't even at this war room yeah. which is unfortunate and we you know he would have been uh, he was like i told you face. so yeah. and because at the beginning of the season it like charles said every time we think we're done with c1 there's something that pulls it back in so that's why this c1 still exists right now yeah. crazy charles has been on to something <clears throat> he has not been leading us astray it, he's trying to say guys it's here yeah, that was one of the things that Agnes pointed out to me. Charles was right the whole time. He's, mm -hmm. he's had this information. So, yeah, in the beginning of the season, the first thing they did was uh, get someone down uh, borehole C1 again. Mm. So it's just funny. It all It's full circle. Full circle. All right. So that's kind of the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And then we have next time on the Curse of Oak Island. Yes. So next time on in the swamp, we have Rick, Gary, Craig, uh, Dr. Spooner, and Billy. And Rick finds the top of a keg. That's pretty cool. They they found one of those before. Yeah. And so Doug and Scott, they take it to Carmen Lake for analysis. Mm -hmm. And Carmen says it's extremely old. It could go back to the 1400s. Like 1400s? That's like, bananas. Was this Columbus's keg? Maybe. <laughs> maybe he was drinking out of it with his shoes. Yeah, maybe he had With uh, his gold. shoes. No. Yeah. What are you talking Eww. about? Or maybe he had uh, uh, gold in his keg. Or maybe with the uh yeah. i don't know Met gary metal detecting mm -hmm. of course he says holy shimoli mm -hmm. that's all we see yep um miriam's in the swamp and asks rick to come take a look at something rick and billy arrive to take a look and miriam is bagging the artifact and aaron and gary are looking on so like something big it's something, something big. big because in the war room and they don't show it to us well they have a war room meeting mm -hmm. and ian says that's the most significant artifact we have and, I, and it's gonna be a stick because he gets really excited about sticks i don't know billy miriam and uh rick were all there so i mean it must be That's about true. whatever miriam had found mm -hmm. and at the end it showed choice sausage being delivered to terry's operating table by steve and scott terry and charles receiving it uh charles asks what they've got gentlemen mm -hmm. rick says that it's incredible doug is also there and says debris field baby uh -oh. you that's crazy. Yeah. And Rick says it might actually be the money pit. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So cool. What an awesome episode. Seriously. Great. And it just episode. leaves us wanting more and we're going to get it next yep. week on the Curse of Oak Island. So we're yeah. pretty stoked about it. Next week we have a drilling down. Right. So that's uh, beforehand the Samuel Ball Oak Island connection. And then we have a regular episode after it as well. So that means our pregame is going to be an hour earlier. It sure is. So it'll pre -game, be at four yeah, o'clock. Pregame will begin at four o'clock next uh, Thursday, mm -hmm. Tuesday. Yes. And, um, but we will be here at, at uh, five o'clock Pacific, eight o'clock Eastern on Monday mm -hmm. to do Oak Island trivia, trivia where you can win some awesome Oak Island stuff. Like, uh, some of our people did last week. I played last week and I didn't come in first place. People whooped me and it was awesome. It, yeah, you definitely got whooped. All right, but so, it's your turn to do uh, 
questions this week. It is. Yeah. And so the next episode is called Cask and You Shall Receive. So I looking like forward it. to it. Yep. Uh, do we have uh, clot worthies? Yes. We have two clot worthy moments for this week. I'll let, well, actually, I can do it from here. Okay. Press, okay. We're running out of time. So I know. Let's sorry. Press the before, first clot worthy. We're out of a babysitter. All yeah, right. we, I didn't. I, I forgot to put up Clotworthy vote last week. I so know. My bad. You're in trouble. Not really. Okay, so our first Clotworthy moment to vote on for this week is another possible section of the stone pathway running along the eastern border of the swamp. <gasps> another section of the stone pathway. Could it be? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so it's going up against a patent plate possibly from an old rifle or musket dun 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 very cool so those are your clot worthy choices you can vote on them uh hopefully by the end of the day today he's gonna do this facebook.com slash oak island podcast find our groups tag and or a link click mm -hmm. on it join the group you can vote you could be part of a uh, history when we tally the votes next week yes so that is could it be an oak island group yes and then you can also uh vote on twitter which is at oak island pod mm -hmm. you can find us on instagram you can't vote there but hey come join the fun at oak island podcast uh we have an email yeah and oak we island podcast <laughs> at gmail.com and we we had an email this week and we oh, didn't we even did? get to it yeah it i from, totally missed it it's from uh jeff our trivia champ it says, uh, in my opinion, Cofford Dam material is being stored up in the money pit area, um, not uh, the 40 or 50 foot, uh, foot long stuff they spoke of, something half as long. Never brought the big crane this year or built any of the pieces he's seen, his two cents. Because we were talking about, because um, yeah. they're going to build the Cofford Dam in the swamp and it just hasn't happened yet. But we did see Cofford Dam material go across the causeway at one mm -hmm. point. So, yeah. Could be on hold. You know, we'll see. Thanks for that email, Jeff. Uh, yeah, if you would like to be like Jeff, he's a cool guy. You can play Oak Island Trivia and beat Jeff because mm -hmm. you should do that. You should try. But you can also email us, like Deidre said, oakislandpodcast at gmail.com. You can also call our Oak Island voicemail line. Do it. 360-836-4549. And that is uh, something Marty Lagina once did. So be cool like Marty. Be cool like Marty. And um, that's about it. All well, right. You can vote for the... I, I, see we're out of whack here we're, i already we're, told we're you to vote no but you can also vote on twitter i already said that oh at but oak you island can pod. yeah there at oak go. island pod sorry we're like racing the clock here no we're good we got we we just finished it just at the right time i think that's it all right okay everybody we will see you on monday monday oak island trivia 5 p.m yep. pacific 8 p.m eastern that's correct all right. so until next time could it be